The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello. Right, the focus, the main focus of the Q&A today is going to be Luton's versus long wheelbases, and is Bristol a good area to run out of? But of course, there'll be all the usual suspects and all that. Uh, but of course, before we go into that, well done, Molly, <laughs> who's made it through to the fourth round of Interior Design Masters with Alan Carr on BBC One uh, um, Wednesday at nine o'clock. She's getting there. Yeah, in the early, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yes, normally it continues. So, if you know, there's, there's the other channel, the Molly channel, and all that. In case anyone's interested, she does the the post match analysis and all that. Her mum's doing the interviewing, as it turns out, because she's better at it and I'm busy. Um, yeah, so uh, Saintsman, the small van courier, says, Hi, Pete, just wonder if you can confirm something for me. I was merrily driving from Hatfield to Hounslow on Wednesday and went past the Shell Garage on the A414, and I'm sure I saw a large poster of your daughter, Molly. Mind you, I had been driving for hours. Have you been out slapping posters up? Love the videos. Cheers, Saintsman. Um, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't, it wasn't not guilty, although I, I missed a trick there, didn't I? Um, but... If anyone has seen this poster and wants to uh, ping me a picture, I would be intrigued. It's, she's kind of getting there. It's weird with this social media thing. You kind of think that when you're on a TV that suddenly you're going to be sort of mega. And I think on her YouTube, she's got like 25 subscribers. So, um, But Alan Carr's put pictures on his Twitter of cushions that she's done and candles that she's done and her mate Tudor's done it. And I guess it's kind of a long road. I mean, I've been doing this stuff for five years now. So I think about five years with the market things. Mm. I just wish you the best of luck and thanks, man. thanks very much for your kind words. Um, also, on the subject of where my channel's going, a few people, Tiffy, a lot of people have said about the idea of a day in a life. Um, Ian Merrick says, um, great thought for the day in a life is a good idea. He says, uh, re- regarding, if I'm going to get your own end users, it would be really useful. No other courier vlog does that. Uh, a video of a chat with a professional customer would, would be really useful. Otherwise, the world is going to keep revolving around the CX. Potential customer gets exposure in your audience, get another customer and some useful content to grow your audience. I don't know how it's going to pan out, Ian, to be honest with you. But what I will probably do, I, I'm trying to master, I'm trying to make more use of that second camera. I've got a video coming out on Thursday about how to replace the straps on, on a lorry. And I managed to do that with two cameras. And I'm thinking of buying a third <laughs> So the because the camera on the phone, I kind of need the phone when I'm driving, um, because it's like my sat nav, so I can't really use it as a camera. Um, and you need a camera on you, and you need a camera on the road, and then you can do picture in picture. 
little box over here. Um, and I've done one on that as well. I've, I've been mucking around with it a little bit. Like, you know, I did one on the approach to dark for a tunnel. Get that one out soon. Uh, but I'll, uh, give me a little bit little bit longer. I'm still catching up on all the past videos on, on my little, from my little black book, which is now my little brown book. Um, and once I've done that, probably on the lead up to Good Friday, because it's only four days on the lead up to Good Friday, I'm planning, because that way I can do the video and then I've got plenty of time to put it together. But I'm getting there, I'm getting there, guys. I'm getting there. So, but, uh, oh, and also, by the subject, which if I'm going to do that, I might change the times over. So we might do, like, the Life on the Road goes out, like, Saturday evening, Sunday Q&A, Sunday evening, and then we just put the other videos down during the week. But, obviously, the Sunday Q&A will always be available early, as is at the moment as a podcast. Here's the graphic. Sorry, Nick. Uh, yeah, on all of these things. So if you, if you can't be bothered to sit and watch this right now, feel free to listen to it. It's on all, all your Audibles, all Spotify's, all that. If you just type in Peter Courier Driver, and you can li listen to it while you're driving, because, let's face it, Mum. It's just my face, isn't it? I'm not exactly bringing a lot to the party here. So, uh, Right. Luton versus non-wheelbase. Quite a lot of comments on this, actually. Um, and embraces. Cheers. Appreciate you taking the time. To and I'm just sorry it took so long. Where that lorry going sideways, it kind of threw me sideways a bit. So, right, so I am catching up. Android Lloyd says, if it's a double axle, then I suppose a long wheelbase can take 1,400 kilos. We have a problem with the double axles because, like, the, the sprinters tend to be single axles. The um, the transits, they're double axles. Problem is, as soon as you put a double axle on it, although it can handle the weight better, you've suddenly got two extra tyres. And each one of those tyres probably weighs what? For, with a wheel and a tyre, what, 50 kilos? So you've instantly got 100 kilos on the van. Franz, Franz hello, mate. How you doing? I haven't spoke to you for a little while. Franz Waltz says, um, I think you're missing the point. These vans can carry more, but then they go over three and a half ton limit and you need no license and you have to run a tackle double axle will just adds to the, just adds to the weight he's right yeah so although the actual vehicle is can handle the weight better because it's designed because you can spread the load on on the two to the four tires on the back the vehicle becomes heavier so physically it could carry less weight uh, godzilla says if it's not a three and a half ton he says um they can hoard it easy enough. A couple of three-ton sprinters are given with the right axle, but it's about being legal. The average 3.5-ton uh, van will haul around a ton. My old 3.3 with a fat lump in the front. Oh, sorry, mate. I said, you. I thought you meant the engine. <laughs> um, half a tank of diesel, tools and all the nonsense I carry around with me weighed in at 2.550, so I was only good for 950 kilos. And he goes on. Um... It's quite a long one, but it's worth it, I think. Uh, long wheelbase assistant. Now, this is, no, this is just him. I'm reading this. I, but I know what he's talking about. It says, long wheelbase is where you find the cowboys. Don't scream at me if you've got a long wheelbase. We'll have a discussion in a minute. Um, he does say long wheelbase. Before. Sorry, it just is. And he's not, not every long wheelbase. So everyone's going, oh, mine's clean. Yeah, all right. For every 314 polished, polished 314 or man lovingly looked after as an asset to the business, there's some shady geezer with an 06, mostly rusty sprinter, will go anywhere. If it's got, if it's got, if it weighs three tonne, then oh well, running on red and taxes in the post. Luton seem to be much more professional. You get a lot of work listed as a Luton. 
and you could fit a medium wheelbase, it would fit a medium wheelbase for very reason. You demonstrate that you have a tail lift, a pump truck, including full PPI, glasses, helmets, straps, etc. This is exactly how I used to work, yeah. It's the tool that fits all jobs. If there's doubt, call for a Luton. Luton can get a premium asking 70 quid in a job that should be 40 in a long wheelbase, uh, where it's possible a long wheelbase, but uh, but you're the only one bidding on it. Sprinters, three foot longer than a Luton, so the, 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 they're a bigger paint to live with, but they do around six plus miles a gallon more. Sprinters, two foot shorter, also bridges, also so bridges get ignored. See, hang on, I'm kind of losing this. Here, sorry, mate, but but I think it's a point. It's just for every, every van, there's a good, there's good, and there's pros and cons to each van. But I mean, I always said the thing about the Luton is, is he kind of right? It is. You can do the majority of jobs in a Luton with a tail. You know, if it's a long wheelbase job, you can do it in a Luton. If it's a Luton job, you can't do it in a long wheelbase. And if you do ring up and they say, "What have you got?" I've got straps. I've got blankets. I've got corners. I've got a pallet truck. I've got I've got a helmet. I've got safety boots. They kind of go. Guy knows what he's doing. We'll just send this one in, as opposed to send someone in, turns up, and they've appeared with a milk float. That probably never happens. Uh, range anxiety. Uh, Jeremy Hawke says, I agree with you, Pete. If you're running pallets on vans, you need a curtain side of loot. And the days of putting pallets out of a van with a strap and a forklift have gone. Furthermore, I'm too old to act as a counterweight between the strap pallet and the forklift. Yeah, there's been some interesting and hairy moments with me getting pallets on my box loot and because, you know, because I didn't have a curtain side, but um, it's much easier with a towel lift than a pump truck, isn't it? Yeah, just if the pallets were too big. Uh, Paul Harrison says, very few can run with 1,400 kilos unless you've got an O license. I did actually, back in the day on the markets, have an ex-postal van, which was five and a half tonne because I had two slots on my operator's license back then, and it kind of looked like a Luton, but it could run, you know, because a lot of market trader vehicles were overloaded. Um, and this one wasn't, because it was just a tiny little van, and it, having said that, it was a right royal pain. I wish I'd never bothered with that one. Um, van on the Run said, um, there isn't a modern 3,500 um, MGW long wheelbase van that can legally carry 1,400 load. My van currently has the best on-paper payload for a whopping 1,480 kilos. Having had it on several way bridges, I can carry 1,100 kilos with a full tank of diesel and me plus my gear. Granted, I do have more gear than most, night heater installation, stuff like that. Uh, without this, I reckon it could be between 1,200 and 1,250 kilos. Medium-wheel base vans usually have the best payload. The medium-wheel base version of my van can get close on 1,400 kilos, assuming it's rated to um, a 3.5-tonne. Not all are. Um, there is also a short-wheel base, or L1 version, but the, medium, but the MGW tends to be lower. As a van's a different, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so he's saying that he, even on paper, he's, he's got the best payload. But, that, you know, that's probably what they're telling what the van can carry. They're assuming that you weigh the same as a 10-year-old child. And you don't have anything else on the truck. Flask in the front, get rid of that. Radio, whip that one out. Um, thing to do is get your van, fill it full of diesel, put your gear on, take it to a weighbridge. Then you know what you can legally carry. A lot of the time... It's not really an issue, like, you know, a lot of the time they, they will send the van in for the right load. A couple of times I think I haven't been, but um, on the whole, it's always been pretty good. Lee Westcott says, I've looked at a few Luton vans, and what I don't like about them is they look top-heavy, 
Um, and the floor of the vehicle is too high off the ground. To be honest with you, mate, when you drive them, you don't even notice. They sway a bit when you go around corners. But other than that, you know, it's all you get. It's one of the things, it's like I've got in the 18 tonner now, now, particularly when it's empty. I'm driving it like the mini, I've totally got used to it. Um, but you very quickly get used to what your van can and can't do. Size of the vehicle, length of the vehicle, all that kind of stuff. You pick it up pretty quick. They're not that scary. Um, Adam Drum said, is that Ad? How do you say that? Adney drum? Uh, loot and long wheelbase and whatever. Right now seems to be a really bad time to look and acquire or change a vehicle. I'm seeing vans well over 10 years old for more than double the adjusted book price, Parkers. People are chances at best, profiteers at worst, not good for the industry. I think it was to do with the fact that the lockdown meant that them ECU chips didn't get made. And then as a result of which there seems to be a van shortage. But I imagine that's sorting itself out now. The thing I found, like with the lorry, I did one night I had to buy a van. Look for everything. Try and extend your range as possible. Try and look, do countrywide if you can. Um, and eventually a van will jump out of you. And you go, hang on a second. This is it's only done. This has done 20,000 miles. That's everything else. And it's cheaper. And it's just, and it's really nice. So I'm going to go for that. It should jump out at you. Did with the lorry. I mean, lots of lorries. I was looking at ones for around oh, 12K. And then suddenly I went, well, what about this one? It's seven. And it had done less miles. And it didn't have a bed. But I went, and it's Veronica's it been lovely. So, terrific. Um, and finally, as Steve Campbell points out, actually, Pete, a ton of foam will have a ton of weight on it. Yeah, okay. It's like that thing you used to do at school. Here's, here's one for you. Can you marry your widow's mother's sister? I'll give you the answer in the end. Right. Is Bristol a good area to run out of? Now I've always that's not the I've always said not the best, not the worst. Uh Leachy one said, Thanks, Pete. I'm in the process of joining the CX right now. I've been checking the live map on a daily basis. Living not far from Brighton across the coast, there seems to be a great deal of work. We'll definitely expand the search area once joined. Brighton, again, not the best, not the worst. Probably on par with Bristol, I'd say. Uh Dale Steele says, This is how I find areas. No, for, for best, London is best, although the prices are poor. Two, West Yorkshire at the northeast, close to many cities. Three, Birmingham. These are my three top areas of volume of work. My three top areas, they all tend to be that triangle between kind of Milton Keynes, Derby, Coventry. If you kind of draw a circle around that area, that seems to be where the most comes for us. But everyone finds it differently, as I'm finding out by reading this. Tajish Patel says, um, Brighton is not the best place on the CX. It's even harder than Bristol. The issue with Brighton is small roads that take forever to get around. This is true. I once had to take something from, ah, oh, I can't remember, like Hove to Eastleigh. It took forever. Um, small roads to get around. Yes, jobs seem close. And if you get a job, you can get good money on them, as there's not many other drivers in the area. But travel time of the job is quite a bit. And, and then it's jobs into London, which will kill any profits you make. I don't bother with jobs anywhere that side anymore. It totally kills my profits for the day. If you want to join the CX, you're probably better off finding a local shipper. You can get out there or leave the CX now and find someone who can get regular local work off. Either way, I don't think the cost of the CX is worth it, even in the good areas at the moment. Um, whatever you choose to do, good luck. Yeah, so well, I, would, I don't agree with you about the CX not being great at the moment. We've got a testimonial coming. I've been speaking to um, Luke. Hello again, Luke. Um, and he's emailed it across to me because I told him, we, he said, do you think it's going to be good? And I said, yeah, I think you're going to, based on what he told me, I think you're going to be fine. And he's doing it fine. So what he's done, 
is he's pinged me across an email. So now I will take testimonials off everybody on how you find a CX, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. If you could be bothered to like write it in the comments or uh, ping, I'll, I'll put my email address somewhere, um, ping it across, and that way we can get each individual's person good, bad, or indifferent of how they went on the CX. And um, it will give people that are thinking of joining a much better idea, I think. But again, like I say, it's all work in progress. I'm trying to master cameras and video editing at the moment. So, Tall Man Small Van says, I go down to Bristol, um, the Bristol area quite a lot, including South Wales and Swindon area, and sometimes further down Devon and Somerset. There are a lot of drivers around the area, but I find it can be a mixed bag jobs-wise. It's... It's a bit of luck of the draw. My top areas of the country to get a CX job personally, in no particular order, are Birmingham, the West Midlands, East Midlands, Yorkshire, Northwest, and anywhere within the M25. Although, as others have said, they normally go for peanuts. Bearing in mind, I'm talking small van job prices here too. So yeah, you're saying that you know that the Midlands is good, that Birmingham is good. Birmingham's pretty good. You got that zone thing now. For vans, it's not so much. It's not so bad for me. It's fifty quid. Um, also, to this point that Tad just made about end user customers, I mean, ideally, what you really want is you want to find someone in your area that can give you regular work so that you're guaranteed to get you out there and then use the CX to get back, which is kind of what it's designed for. The only problem is getting end user customers is not that easy. But I did a video on it, I'll do a link. Um, good luck. Johnny Van Courier says, Hello, mate. He says, hope all is well with you. Um, I also do okay out of Bristol in a small van. Even I even considered moving there because it was cold. Actually, I quite like Bristol. It's a nice place, very hilly, not cathedrals or big churches or something. Um, uh, my best day ever on the CX was £340 after diesel. That's a good day. Uh, I was on a run from Kent to Bristol to Leicester and then back to Bristol and home to Hastings empty. Loads of dead miles and a long day, but 340 quid buys a few, you know, a, a few uh, future jigsaw pieces for the van. Yes, it does. That's the way I always work on it. I mean, kind of like I've done a couple of jobs recently where after I thought I have done a ton of diesel. And then I clock up what I've made for the day and I went, there's absolutely no, that's paid my diesel. That today has paid my diesel bill for the week. So even if it really is, you know, be aware of your bottom line costs. Um, NW Motor Crosses Yorkshire says, Hi P, I do Sheffield to Bristol regular. It's not bad. Uh, but a two-hour wait, I usually find my way up slowly back to the area. So you like get down to Bristol. Might have to hang around a bit for a job, but he does actually get out. Van on the Run has done a couple on this as well. He said, I totally agree. Bristol, okay, but not great. I often think uh, it should be better than it is. Big city with plenty of industrial estates. I think if you're willing to tramp, being on the periphery can be the best place to be, especially during quiet periods like, like this time of year. It has been up until now, this time of year. Um, I only had a shipper call me once this year as they were struggling to get a job covered. I was in Norwich. Um, if I was in a busy area, the job would have had loads of drives after it. This is true. Although I have always said I would rather be in an area with 20 drivers and 10 jobs than an area where I was the only driver and no jobs. Because if there are no jobs, you can't get a job. He also says, um, I find Sussex and Brighton quite a good area. I'm okay, going, well, there's your man in Brighton, you know. He said, but you have to be flexible with where, where you go as the, the feed isn't that busy. Like someone else has said, lots of jobs go to London, which can be a pain. He said, you live in a beautiful part of the world and, it, you know, 
if I when I went to Tramp in Sussex, you, yeah, you know, it's not it's a nice place to be. I remember I did a job down to where's that place? Somewhere Brighton Way, Hythe. I like Hythe. And you you can tip at this industrial estate, and then you literally pull out, turn right and turn left, and you're on the seafront. And if you've got to take your 15 minute break or your three, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just sit there and look at the pebbles. See, lovely. Right, and finally on this one, Lee Westcott says, um, this is one for the guy who asks, is Bristol any good? See if you can get into cribs doing retail furniture deliveries. I used to do this when I had the Luton van and Martin put me into this. There's a DFS around us. He would have to deliver about eight sofas in a day. So you need a second man. Um, and you kind of need a loot them because you've got to get the sofas in. But you, you could probably do it in a smaller one, but you'd be ferrying all the time. Um, and you basically go in, load three or four sofas, take them out, do the run. You're in at four in the morning, so, or five in the morning. So you're at the first customer by about seven o'clock, which they're aware of. Um, get them free off, back to MK. It's all, it was always MK, Northampton... Sandy, Bedford, it was never far away, like, you know, Luton, Dunstable, get them off and go on. And it was worth 432. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. £2 for the day. Uh, I think presumably that's with the back. But so you've got to pay the second man, so you've probably got to give him sort of 80 quid or something like that. But it, it, it did work out a decent day. And if you were lucky, you could get it done by about one to o'clock. You do have to build ciphers. But the, this work is out there. You've got to go looking for it. It's not easy. You've got to go looking for it. Right, the wise guys. I had a quick chat with Nick, um, who's who's the urban trucker, who really knows about this stuff. Um, he's doing plant delivery down to, not plant as in diggers, plants, you know, sort of flowers, down to um, Wales at the moment. But we had a little chat. It's good to speak to him, actually. Uh, he write a, f- a few bits here. Uh, he's, he's having a bit of a rant as well. <laughs> it's with right Pete. Now, Steve... I had to give you this, mate, but I'm just going to give you it from Nick's point of view. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm sure you probably are. He says, he says for Steve Campbell, it's pointless for him trying to get the transport manager's CPC as he's got a criminal record. You have to wait ten years after your last conviction before you can be named the operators. You can be named on an operator's license, and even then, this might not be allowed. This is also the case if you've been declared bankrupt. He says, he says you just me. So I just don't want a guy wasting his money. So I don't know if you're aware of that, and I'm just going to put it out there. Good luck, mate. Um, so I've got to say, I find this, this is his rant. I've, I find it amazing that people commit on here that have no experience in the industry and don't even have an HGV license yet seem to think that getting an operator's license is a good idea. He said, I find it insulting that they think that, they can, that operating trucks is easy. I spent my whole working life in the industry and was around trucks as a kid. I don't know it all. What 
what hope have these people got? They need to start living in the real world. Another thing that gets my back up, when you know, he's obviously very frustrated driving to Wales and back, um, is when I see comments like, I'm going to get my wife or girlfriend to do the transport managers exam when they have no experience. The course is the equivalent of doing an A-level. I'm... I'm all for helping people who want advice. Just get some experience first, either by driving a truck for a couple of years or a van and operate like you, like, like I did, like, like Pete did, uh, and work your way up. Like a couple of people have said, oh, oh the vinyl paint thing, this is an interesting point, because I might have to paint the curtains, there's still some pallet waves on the side of it. A couple of people have said, get the vinyl paint for your curtains, um, just Google curtain side of paint. Or you could just get a new set of curtains made up. They're not that expensive, especially if you work out the time and money you're going to spend on repairing them. And they've got a few rips in it, in fairness. Especially, I might have to do this. Um, also, repairing them is a nightmare. It always ends up looking terrible if you don't have the right heat tool and rollers for the job. Uh, as he said, and they're about £400 to buy. You can get curtain patches and glue from Nationwide Trader Parts. On a lighter note, he says, uh, the first one daughter is a mirror image of her father. Your Molly is a lucky lady, mate. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> she takes after her mum. <laughs> she, she's got my eyes, which is dead handy because they work. I didn't need these until I was in my 50s. And she's got my confidence, which is probably the best thing I could probably give her. But fortunately, she takes after her mum and her looks department. <laughs> so, uh, good luck, Mo. Next week. What's she going next week? Shops next week. BBC Two, BBC One, uh, Wednesday night, Design Masters, Anna Carr, Molly Coth. Please tune in. Please support the child. Uh, trucks. On to trucks now. Uh, Patrick McNicholas. Hi, Pete. In my loot and I travel around 230 to 300 miles as a subcontractor and I charge by the mile. When I get my 7.5 tonne... Um, you stick to miles or go to day rate. In a loot of myself and my son split the driving so we can do a 16-hour day. I'm on 180 a mile. I'm not sure if they pay 360 and a seven and a half time. What would you suggest? I think you're doing very well to get 180 a mile in a loot and van. Um, in a seven and a half ton, we tended to quote between 250. You probably aim for 250 a mile. Um, two pound a mile is cheap. Kind of too cheap. Uh, £3 a mile you can get and on a short job you're looking dependent very 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 short job £100 going up to 200 in, well it's a 7.5 tonne isn't it 150 180 maybe um, that's just for the, the, the short job price I would always charge the the dearest so I work out the miles and I would work out my, my minimum day rate and if the miles were over my minimum day rate I would charge by the mile and if they were under my minimum day rate I would or my, my minimum job rate rather I would charge minimum job rate. But you'll work it out mate. You just keep bidding until you find a level. Uh Vina back back tier says Hi Pete, how much should I charge for a seven and a half ton? Last week had a job from Birmingham to Glasgow, charged two fifty a mile. That's right, yeah. If you can get 250 mile on longer jobs, you don't always. Um, went up and stayed all day, came back empty. Also, how much would you normally quote for a job like 30 miles, 10 miles, London, you less? Thanks. Right, well, like I say, 250 mile is right. Be prepared if you go to Scotland to take anything going anywhere. You've got to do a bit of tramping if you go to Scotland to Glasgow, really. I don't know where you're from, actually, in fairness. You only got to do tramping if you come from where I come from. Um, um, London and ULEs and stuff like that, they don't want to pay the money that you really should charge them. Um, it depends. I mean, I don't even run London because I've got a Euro 5. 
but normally the job rate going into London is pretty much a standard job rate. You might be able to stick an extra 25 quid on top, 50 quid on top. I wouldn't even consider it unless you're Euro 6 and, well, you don't have to be camered up in a seven and a half tonne. You only need to be camered up in 18 tonnes, like only particular 18 tonnes, as Nick the Urban Trucker pointed out to me, which I still haven't gone into London, but that's just because it hasn't pinged up. Uh, yeah, sorry if that was vague. If you can, basically, yeah, looking at about 250 a mile, as I said on the last comment. You work it out, mate. Just keep quoting until you get it right. Um, Isaac Isaac, everyone's got double names. Um, it says, hello, is the Digiview faster to download? Because that's the Digiview thing, the thing that I use, the black box with a bit of plugs out. No, it's not faster to download. It's just really convenient in the fact that in my bag, I've got a box which is not much bigger than the size of a packet of fags. And I can read the driver's cards on the move, on the hop. I can drive, I can read the um, the taco head um, on the hop. In fact, we've got a lorry coming down. We've got the lorry coming down from um, Coventry today. I've got to meet the driver up there at half nine because it needs a lolla and it needs its eight-week inspection. Daniel, keeping up with the eight-week inspections. Also, all the drivers, all the, all the vehicles have got lollas. Kind of let that slip a little bit. Um, and... Um, Wheel markers are on there as well. So we, compliance is very good, Daniel. You'll be pleased to know that's Daniel Superhero Transport Manager who listens to the show, I hope. Um, <coughs> and also the cards are looking super clean at the moment, which is great. Uh, where are we? Is it faster? Is it, yeah, is it faster? No, it's just a really good piece of kit. It's not the cheapest, but bearing in mind that, I mean, I've got my money out of it already. It's great. Um, Manicon says... Thanks for response, Pete. No problem. Uh, I'm doing my class one this week, and then my girlfriend's going to get the transport manager's course. Nick will be pleased. Um, um, I've worked Hermes and Amazon from my own van. Hermes is terrible in in the quiet time, as you have to cover six days a week, even if there's no money in it for you. Amazon is much better with the daily rate, but you never feel that the, the gig that you've got it nailed on long term. You should also look at Amazon Relay if you're expanding the business. I know Amazon Relay is out there. The thing about Amazon Relay seems to be with lorries is that they give you all the horrible jobs first, and then if you stick with them, they give you the better jobs. And we're kind of doing okay. So we, the end users have grown a little bit, although we had to send a, a, a six-axle up to Glasgow. And at the last minute, the price we had got cancelled. It cost us more money than we made on the job to send it. But hey, that's transport. Um, right, M4 Productions. Uh, I'm doing my transport major course at the moment. There are three exam bodies in the UK that set the exam. OCR, RHA and CLIT. I hope that is an abbreviation. OCR is the biggest examining board out there and it's the one I've attended for my exams. I'm curious to know about that last one. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there with my Steve Wright story. One day I'll tell you the Steve Wright story. Not now. Uh, Dave Wells says, there's an agency that have external transport managers uh, looking for work. I'm sure there are specific transport manager agencies. I don't know if there is, guys. The wise guys, if anybody knows anywhere, like I don't know, can you just where you where does I wouldn't say Google transport managers in your area, and I'm sure that if anyone's there or LinkedIn or something, I, I don't know. I I've, I've got mine because my mate does it and we're cool. Uh, Martin, 
Nice video, Pete. Thanks, mate. Uh, I won't suggest you doing a video with cables on board because they're high-value items and you put yourself at risk. About the transport manager, you can be a transport manager and driver, but manager jobs is taken from your work hours, so not for everyone. Yeah, because when you do your transport manager, you have to say how much of your work time are you going to allocate to um, managing this firm. I think it was like six hours, and then if you get, you can, if you get another operator, you can get up to ten hours, and that comes out of your working week. So if you're a transport manager, you can't drive. You know, that comes out of your drive time, I think, or something like that. Sure, someone will put me straight on that one. Probably got that one completely wrong. Normally do. <coughs> on the curtains, um, Godzilla says you can buy tarp, um, tarp paint in blue easily. It's not cheap, but it does work. It's some sort of rubberized stuff, so there's lots of flex. You don't get our normal paint. Uh, the same source of paint also... Vlog you a type to type patch and Steve Gamble says acrylic paint for the curtain. I think repairing the curtain gets some blue canvas and a hairdryer. I think I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm now thinking, what if the curtains are maybe it's just cheaper, better and cheaper to replace them, or maybe I'll just leave them as it is. I don't know. And finally, on trucks, Tony Mason says, Hi Pete, how are you finding the auto lorry? Tony, I've got used to it completely. Yeah, lovely. I, I, does anybody know how to do it in manual? I'm sure you do. I'm sure loads of people tell you how to do it in manual. I've not tried it yet. I presume you just click the button that says manual, and then you've got one for up and one for down. I might give it a go at some stage, and I can do a video explaining how it works. Um, and I, I haven't forgotten you want to see me reversing it. I, do, I will say to that one thing about the difference between a seven half ton to an eighteen ton. That seven half ton, you can spin it round on a sixpence. It was like driving a Luton van. Turning around an eighteen ton is like trying a reverse an elephant it's it's suddenly like wow this thing's big if, if you get to the, i mean I, unless you i've got to areas when the loot and i could just whiz it around in a circle uh, and i look at it and i go i'm gonna have to do like a five point turn to get this thing around that bit i don't know why it makes a difference because it's not that much longer and i'm sure the turning thing is the same but when you try and spin them around oh it, it, it's really different and i don't know why Cool, right, miscellaneous. Let's hammer through this. Coffee's getting cold. Why do you carry me on drinking this time? It tastes like coffee, I suppose. Uh, John Gunn. I thought it was sound advice. This is on the business thing. Any business owner should be constantly reviewing what they're doing and seeing what works and what doesn't. Shame people miss the message. I think this was when they were screaming at me because I was telling people to drop their prices slightly. But we've gone past that one now. As, as for the long days, I thought that it was... A given for courier work. I'm 12 to 13 hours a day on a multi-drop. Anyway, I just presumed the same day work was the same. Yeah, and it's like the testimonial I've got coming in from um, Luke. He's earning money. But like he said, he said, I know a load of people are going to say, but when you actually break it down for how many hours you're doing and how much money you're bringing in, it's not that great. But you've got to put the time in. He, he said, I'm single. Anyway, I'll read the testimonial. It's come through, Luke. I will, get, I will uh, read it out. Um, like I say, anyone else who wants to throw testimonials at me with their experience of what it was like to run on the career exchange, ping it in, I'll read it out as long as, you know, as long as you're not too, as long as you're not swearing at anybody, like, you know, um, and then we'll get a balanced opinion, which is what the channel's all about. Uh, van on the run says, I agree, the commonly quoted price per mile for different size van, the commonly quoted figures are about right for a hundred mile job. You're... They are not right for shorter jobs, and they're not right for longer jobs. Shorter jobs, obviously, are going to charge more. So if you're charging a pound a mile, and the job's four miles, you're not going to charge four quid. Longer, mile, longer miles, you charge less, because you kind of think, well, okay, it's going 400 miles. 
They're not going to want to pay £400, but if I charge them 350 quid, I'm still getting I'm still getting 350 for the day when I finish. Like, you do you. You work it out. Um, and then he says, do you ever worry about losing your access to the H6 or something happening like it going bust? It troubles me as I'm getting all, all my van work. So it's like all my eggs in one basket. The, no, I don't. Um, because if it did, we'd just find another way. I did know of any other switching apart because I, yeah, I've recorded one. Um, see if I can get it out next week. But it was, it was Dale Steele and Lee Wiscott, I think, and they asked me a couple of questions. I linked the two together. And it's like kind of what would happen if these things disappeared. So we put that one out, but no, you just find another way around it. When the markets went down, I ended up on this. If this went down, I don't know. Drive a telehandler, like telehandlers. I'll have a go on them. Don't know if it pays or not. Maybe if I buy my own telehandler. No, just don't even go there. I hate it when I put an idea in my head. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Where are we going with that one? Right. Um, and finally, Dale Steele on the subject of which. Uh, hi, Pedro. Hello, mate. Uh, thanks. Keep up good work. He says, um, I run a curtain side loot, and most jobs I'm getting 150 a mile. Long runs I can drop to 125, but anything up to 200 miles I generally get around the 150 mark. I am lucky where I am based, which helps with many cities within a 40 mile radius. Uh, just on the point of backload adverts, I used to ignore them like most drivers did. Uh, 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 I've been on one last week and got extremely good money. The issue wasn't that they weren't looking to pay peanuts. They simply didn't know how to use exchange correctly. So it's always worth a cheeky bid on backload posting. You're dead right. I've done that. I said, yeah, I've done exactly the same thing once where I looked at this job forever and ever and ever. And I thought, and I was, I couldn't, there was nothing else in the area, but it said backload. And I thought, and in the end, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to quiet on real money. The guy rung up straight away and said, it's yours. And I thought, why didn't I do that 15 minutes ago? So you bid what you are happy with bidding. And, and they'll say yes or no. John Eccleston says, I was a courier driver, did make, did make a lot of money, he was doing Europe. Um, since Brexit, it's not worth it. What do you think about going back into it? Oh, I don't know, I never did Europe. I'm ever so sorry. I have complete ignorance on this one. And now I'm standard national. I, I don't even go into London, let alone go anywhere. I mean, the furthest I've ever... The only time I've, I've said before, the only time I've ever been across the waters with foreign countries when I went across the Prince of Wales Bridge. So I can't help you with that one. But other people, if anyone is out there doing the Europe thing, if we can leave some comments, we'll get back to John and let him know. Um, uh, Gitters Nick says, forget Hermes, it's... Oh, we're now every now in it, EVRI. Which makes you wonder why they spent a lot of money on the advertising campaign and changing their name, unless everyone's going, Hermes. <laughs> I don't know. I do. Uh, Paul Davis says, JCB. No, 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 no. Don't say that. You'll upset Julian. Uh, Tajish Patel says, uh, for your comments at 2100, he said, you can't deliver goods and use it to negotiate. Oh, when I was trying, I was late on my multi-drop, but that wasn't my fault. Um, and use it to renegotiate a re-delivery fee. This is why I'm on my last chance on the CX. The CX are looking, so it, it, it says about holding goods to ransom. According to the CX, you must deliver the goods and then negotiate with the shipper about waiting time. The CX will advise you to settle the matter in court. Yeah, you're, you're dead right, Tadjish. The only time I've never managed to deliver goods is because I've got there and the place is shut or the guy's gone home. And then you ring the shipper and go, look, I'm here. I can't get it off. And then you have to negotiate. I keep, I keep saying, we're in this together. On that particular job, the guy phoned me. He lost money. He gave me extra money to re-deliver it the next day, and he lost money. And that did not make me happy. 
what I want is I want to get it on. I want to get it there as quickly as possible. I want to get it off. I want to get what I was asked for. I want the shipper to get what he asked for. And I want the customer to be happy. And then everybody wins. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But when it doesn't work out that way, you've got to be on the, you're on the phone to the shipper going, I'm here. It's shut. What do you want me to do? I had one last week. I picked up a load of 30 pallets of metal filing cabinets. They were stacked three high. Strapping that was fun. Um, and then I had to take it to the metal place, the, like the, the metal recycling place. I got to the metal recycling place at uh, 20 past four. I was in there half an hour early. It took them two hours to load me. I got there at 20 past four and I went up to the window and went, you know, I mean, and the bloke said, you've got no chance, mate. He said, we shut at four. He said, we're just clearing the backlog. I went, oh, for crying out loud. But fortunately, I'd gone from Milton Keynes to Bedford to the metal place. So then I had to go and I was heading. Uh, so I run the ship up. And I've gone, here's a situation. And he went, he said, they were supposed to do that job this morning. He said, someone's in for it. He said, bring it back. I said, yeah, I can bring it back. There'll be a re-delivery for you. He went, yeah, sure. What do you want? And I went, well, ideally, I want what I want for bringing it out here. And he went, fine. I said, look, I said, and I actually said to him, I said, I'd even do it for less. He said, because I'm heading to Milton Keynes anyway, kind of. And he went, nope, that's absolutely fine. Because you talk to people. And you explain the situation, and they know that you've done everything within your power, and they know that it's not your fault, and they go, yeah, this one's on me. Some of them won't, but most people are decent people. So I took it back, we took it off. I got 150 for driving it there and 150 for driving it back, and then went the 20 minutes home. Not a bad day in the end. And finally, David says, LOL, £80 for a day at Asda. Are you having a laugh? I have no idea how much. I assume that's how much you get to work in the day at Asda. Is it more or less? I don't know. But there is a bottom line where you kind of think, well, I'm driving this van for a living and I'm getting all the stress and all the aggravation. And to be honest with you, I know a few truck drivers said that. They went, I got so sick of getting, being stuck on the naughty step for four hours. Oh, you're 20 minutes late. You can come in in four hours' time. And being treated really, really badly. He said, now I work night to five, Monday to Friday. I did 10 minutes, I'm not the night out tramping the night. I'm, I'm, and for the difference in money, it's not that different. So I think that's why the truck prices went up. So, and that's it. Um, so once again, don't forget, Interior Design Masters, Monday, that's uh, Wednesday, nine o'clock with Alan Carr. We're all rooting for Molly, Shops Week. And I did say I'd tell you at the end, can you marry your widow's mother's sister? No. Because if she's your widow, you're dead. Take care. Take money. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.